You thought that was low, but MTV wasn't stupid. Cause man, that TV show was straight stupid. No one wants to see it, that's realer than real. Man, people wanna see something that they can feel. I'm telling you what's up, cause I know the deal. Now sit your ass down and witness mass appeal. Don't change the diesel, turn it up a little. This is the bizzle, Snoopy Deagle double jizzle. Yeah, soft the hizzle, for shizzle, for rizzle. This is the show we call TC and Jake. Hey, sex puppy, it's Stud Farm. <laughs> okay. If it Should were, I get that reference? Yeah, dude. It's uh, uh, one of Herschel's accusers released a voicemail where that's how he opens it. Oh, my God. You've got some news for me, huh? Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. Okay. I feel like I was pretty online uh, <clears throat> today, but... I, I they, don't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't post the audio. They didn't like put it on TikTok or something. They just okay. played it for gathered reporters who then described what was said. Well, what's the fun in that? Let's hit the SoundCloud. Drop the yeah, link. Absolutely. Like what's, <laughs> yeah, what's, it's it's a voicemail. It's just his. Like there's nothing identifying of the victim. I mean, not victim. Victims a little. <laughs> it was a consenting woman who yeah. he says that he's never met but was recorded calling sex puppy, which I've never, I've never called anyone sex puppy. You're a bunny guy. Except you until now. That's right. Um, But uh, should we reset that story? If I had, no, no need to. No, you can reset the story. I don't give a shit. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more often. Just, uh, I will, No doubt. you know, Maybe uh, may- maybe you and your wife have a loveless marriage, but <laughs> Megan and I uh, love each other very dearly and have some very cute pet names for one another, and uh, we'll often use them in text. And uh, one time I sent one of those, except instead of going to her, it went to Dan McDowell. Yeah. I do that pretty frequently, like text the last person I was texting. Like, I, I won't check who it's going to, you know? Like, yeah. I'll-, I'll know I have a message... And, but most of the time, it's just like, are you going to be home? You know, right? Or and, uh, yeah. So that, if in fact you're able to arrange that arrival at home, there will be wings involved. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, it, it just could have gone so much worse than just revealing to Dan. Like, uh, you know, I'm ready to uh, announce on air. I also know what he and his wife call each other. They uh, did it in front of me every time I was over at their house. It's not that weird, you know? Like, everyone, it's just the sign of a good life. That's all I'm saying. Stud Farm's weird. Stud Farm's a little weird. <laughs> that one's a bit weird. Like, I guess he's allowed to make horse metaphors about himself, but I wouldn't do it. No, and, and much like with uh, Tucker Carlson making fun of the fact that Greg Abbott can't walk, I can't make that joke. <laughs> Uh, that's clearly not true. You have many times. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna die soon. You did make the executive decision to uh, sit out of it's just babies yesterday, which that if was TC, hard. If TC says I'm sitting out, he's legitimately sick. I love it's just babies. I love when the kids <laughs> play, but I don't know. You know, you got a newborn. I'm not trying to get him sick. It, I do I not sound like someone that anyways. should be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Even Nora, you guys, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I keep, you know, anytime it's like this, I, I'm just always like, I'm about to be better. I'm pretty much better already. 
like mm -hmm. from the entire time. But like, I don't know. It's clearly I'm not better. Last night was miserable. But yeah, I've been a little bit sick myself. That's why I'm not sure if I should even be doing what I'm doing today, which is uh, going over to uh, my dad's uh, sister's house before I go to work, oh, obviously. He's got a sister. And uh, I was telling Dan about some this. photos of her. <laughs> I was telling Dan about this the other day uh, because, as you probably know, we recently just had a bonfire anniversary day. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh and I was 14 at the time. Uh-huh. And uh big time Aggies. This uh this this wing of my family. Big time Aggies. I didn't know you had an Aggie wing. Interesting. Oh yeah. Uh both sons, uh both sons and daughter. Now you and had two sons. They're both married to Aggies. Yuck. Like as they do a month out of school. Just making more Aggies at the yeah. fastest pace they can. And I remember uh, since I was 14 at the time. Making more written houses. No, stop it. He's not going there. Um, I remember sitting in the – first of all, the, the first thing I remember about their house is the Leon Lett game because I saw somebody post that video this morning, and I was like, I swear to God, that feels like it was yesterday at their house. But uh -huh. the other thing was uh, – we we pulled up there, and I was about to get out of the car. My dad goes, hey, whoa, stay here for a second. And uh, he goes, listen, man, I know you. You can't joke about this. <laughs> I go, what, do you, yeah. what do you mean? He goes, listen, I understand. You know, you think everything's funny, but we're not doing bonfire jokes today. Like, they don't think it's funny. Uh, well, uh, the me? loss of uh, 12 uh, innocent me? lives what do you mean with me what's uh what, what would be would funny I? about that yeah he was like listen dude i swear to god don't do it today <laughs> and then i was like you know offended that i was even being asked about it yeah no i mean yeah. i because you know, i i absolutely had an entire set i look back on that time in my life and i i you know I've I've certainly got some criticisms for how I was handled, and I mean the main thing is like uh, before then, but like by the by the time we're reaching that point in my life, I don't really know what you want them to do because I can tell you if they hadn't told me that I would have made bonfire jokes, and if they had told me that I'm positive I would have made bonfire jokes. Like whenever you let me know where the line is, like I I I, I was uh, making this point. Uh, to Dan you know, in our uh, South Bend trip because they were there was some rule that uh, you know his uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the specifics the Clemson band was given some directive and I'm like that's it. oh it was uh, they had like in big bold letters don't make terrorist jokes in the airport and I'm like I identify as a line stepper and you've done me the favor of letting me know where the line is like what, yeah. what, are you, what are we trying to do here, dude? And and that's probably like the Challenge one distinguishing accepted. difference between me and you. Yeah. It's like if you if you press me up hard enough, especially at that age, I'd be like, okay, yes, sir. No, it's just this is uh this is my time. Like this this is this is the moments that we're made for, man. When they really don't <laughs> want you to do something, do you have the fortitude to reach that? Like every, like if I'm watching Top Gun, I think that that's like uh, about using slurs, you know. <laughs> so clear, yes, I, I never used any slurs. 
I did mention that uh, that I that I was reading a lot this morning, um, and a big, a substantial portion of that time of reading was learning that uh, shocker Jerry Jones not a part of the Underground Railroad. Uh, you know he was doing his own part from back there. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I read the whole thing too. I'm glad that you read it because I've already been frustrated with, like, it seems like most of what people are posting a link to isn't even the article. It's just an aggregation of the article that just mentions, hey, there's this photo. And I certainly was not aware of the photo before, but apparently in 2010, yeah, he, yeah. he talked about it. Like he, like, you know, I think it was like some kind of academic thing where they're Dude. like trying to record the time. And he's like, hell yeah, open book. I'll tell you exactly what I, so like to then be like, we got you now. I don't know. Okay. Dude. So I don't know that I'm ever going to actually commit to this, but there is a four hour interview on the university of Arkansas's website with Jerry Jones. That contains zero intelligible sentences. I'm just letting you know now. Okay. But so did, did you see it linked in there? No, no, no. Okay, it's linked in that Washington Post article. It's an I read it in history. reader view, so I, I I probably lost a lot of the things. Okay, well, there is an actual uh, three hour and fifty to minute the Washington Post. I do. What a nerd! There's a three hour and fifty minute interview on the Prior Center's website on the University of Arkansas's uh, website, and it's just Jerry telling like the entire story of his life, and like I really, really want to listen to it. Right there at that counter. They took my credit card. They cut okay, it. Okay, we know about the goddamn credit card. He put it in the story again. I know. He's like, Dude, the listen, funny I'll grant the interview under one condition. We're doing the credit card thing again. You have to. Isn't no, the most amazing part? They didn't even part? Know, it seemed to know that they were falling. I mean, falling for it's probably not the right, you know. It, listen, it's a relevant story, especially in all this. But uh, I don't know. You know, we've heard it 700 times at this point. He also uh, let them print the word trite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yet again, I yelled yeah, bingo. He was audibly. like, they, he even <laughs> said, uh, "Don't let me sound trite." I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I know, I know. He didn't want to be trite. I'm constantly aware he would prefer not to be trite. It's kind of like uh, the point that you made whenever the New York Times wrote about Shane Gillis. Mm -hmm. It's like I know all of this stuff, but just seeing it get the treatment of like some nerd pencil pusher is yeah. kind of like surreal almost however yeah. i will tell you there's something especially funny about jerry admitting that he's open to the idea of therapy oh uh, what is was it, that part well he started crying in the interview oh i see i thought that he was saying that he'd talked to doctors like that he just went to his physician like no. his family doctor was like i cry a lot do you know why that is no i think he's actually saying like I've 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 spoken to professionals about why it is that I get so emotional so often. That might be true, but I think my version's funnier. <laughs> well, they're both pretty funny. Yeah, like it's funny the idea of Jerry being like, I guess I'm gonna have to go to one of these uh, homo doctors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, he said that they're recent. He's like, they came back with like, listen, man, you've been through a lot. And that yeah. sounds like something a therapist would say, but it's much funnier if it's like a family physician being like, hey, bud, you see yeah. a lot of shit out there. You know, yeah. we're uh, we're pulling for you. His urologist. Yeah. yeah, Doc, why do I keep crying? Well, you know, it's been <laughs> tough. But anyways, your, uh, your A1C looks great. 
It looks looks fantastic. All the levels are are on the level. No, it was a it was an interesting read. I mean, yeah, I don't know that there was anything like too too revelatory in it. You know, I mean the you know all the stuff about like him growing up, like the details of his young adolescence. I I didn't know. You know, like I mean, a lot of it was just like you know not specifically about him, but just like about race relations in Little Rock, and right. I didn't know the fr- I mean I would have guessed that they weren't good. But uh the specifics are interesting. But I don't know that any of it makes him look bad. Certainly not as bad as the it, if if you're starting with the headline Jerry Jones captured in photo as part of a racial mob, everything is getting better from there. All yes. the details in the story are more flattering than that headline. Uh cuz you know it's just talking about like it's you know, there's black kids that were like, yeah, we uh, we played together growing up. And then, like, at a certain point, I, like, I, they, they talk about, like, how, like, they, they, they were stopped, allowed to hang out. But it, it sounded like it was the black kid's mom being like, this is going to be a problem. So how about we just don't? Right. Um, and, you know, that Jerry himself, like, uh, you know, was uh, passing out pamphlets for his dad's uh, grocery store through black neighborhoods his entire childhood and stuff. So is it, it, it just, it doesn't come across to me as like that he displayed a lot of uh, bad behavior in that area as a child. And also like, I don't know. I just, if you're telling me like a guy was surrounded by kids at his school that were like yelling at the black kids, like, don't you dare fucking come in here. And he grew up to be anything other than like a virulent racist. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> like he right. really kept an open mind, kind of a state above the uh, the the people that he was surrounded by. Like I don't know. In here's my biggest point about the whole thing. Uh, I don't think the, the most relevant information about his racial views is something that happened when he was 15 in the 1950s. I would like to judge him by the last you know 10 to 15 years of his actions, and I don't know that those are perfect. Uh, I think that the Jason Garrett thing, well, you know, the point they're making there is certainly well taken by me. That uh, black coach that performed that poorly, uh, or you know, black coach with like his resume level. Like, I don't think that Garrett was an OC anywhere, right? Before he was the Dolphins' quarterbacks coach, before the Cowboys hired him to be an OC, then he kind of did all right, you know, with that team for like a couple seasons, like. If you're a black coach with that record, you have zero chance of yeah. being hired. And then if you come in and perform the way Jason Garrett performed, you have zero chance of keeping your job. And so that's definitely treating, you know, Garrett differently than but, you know, uh, He also Dude. I I think that the Will McClay like the Will McClay stuff was very interesting. Like I I didn't know the conversation like Will McClay talking about the details of their conversation before that Cardinals game where Jerry kneeled and then stood back up for the anthem along with all the rest of the players. Like to hear McClay be like, hey man, you know, these guys are gonna feel this. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but basically I I you know, I mean like I was I was on that trip, not to make this about me. Uh but I I was, you know, very intensely focused on that issue. And I basically at the time I was just praying that someone would make the points that McClay made. And it sounds like he made them fucking wonderfully. 
And I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you wanted it to come out. Like, I'm, I'm not sure that the solution they landed on was perfect. Um, I mean, I, I just would have preferred that Jerry, like, fucking set aside everything that he thinks about that and just go with what McClay's saying and, like, listen to the players. But, you know, he, he did some of that. Um, so I, I don't know. All of it doesn't paint it as, like, he's awful. He's, he's not perfect. He's pretty far from that. Um, but, you know, whatever. I'm not inclined to tar and feather him. Okay, well, let's at least just uh, agree on the fact that what they settled on was the funniest thing that's ever happened on television. Oh, yeah. And the, the good people of Arizona did not like it. That was always the funniest thing to me is he's like, we'll strike a middle bounce that everyone likes. No one and likes no it. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just got that shit-eating grin on his face. Like taking a knee and here's yeah. Garrett kneeling next to Solved the flag. Like, that was that was, that was fucking South Park-esque. Was what that was. Yeah, yeah, no, it was something else. Anyways, I don't have anything to yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a ton of stuff. I've been fucking I figured you did. I've been doing a lot of self study in uh my time sick. Like it's, you know, uh I'm on Monday, I was like too sick to read, but uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I've been only at reading level. So like I can't really do a lot of other things, but I think uh, like half of America's sick. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's good. Every time I've said it something to someone, they've been like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Everyone I know is sick. So, I watched uh, three minutes of the TV show, The Crown. Were they good? Um... My take on it is that that's about as uh, well. I, I suppose I haven't really seen any other depictions of it, but uh, their their take on the Romanovs is uh, pretty goddamn graphic. TC, what what? Uh, they have an episode about 1917 and the Czarists, and they show oh, okay. every single person, including children, being shot right in the fucking face. Yeah. You know. Like I came home from, from work on Tuesday and walked in and I'm like, hey, what you watching? To children being shot in the face. And it, and it was just like a uh, selection of, uh, of Russian uh, royalty uh, being told that they're about to have their photo taken. And I was like, hey, I think I know what happens next in this scene, but they're not going to shoot. Holy shit. There they go. <laughs> yeah. That's a Man, tough way to go, too, being told you're about to have your photo taken. Because, you know, 100 years ago, that was something to get stoked on. Oh, yeah. This is going to be like your one photo of a right. lifetime. Everyone's now everyone's going to know what I look like. I'll mm -hmm. live forever. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I didn't even live for two more minutes. <laughs> what a fucking raw deal that was. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I've been this really, includes me reviewing TV shows after three minutes of watching them. Thank you. Yeah. No. So this. So your uh, your tweet that you've uh, haven't been able to watch TV shows clearly a lie. You've seen three minutes of The Crown. This is true. What was this uh, is true. What was the TV? Oh, it was that uh, Pepsi doc. The Pepsi doc's great. I've seen a lot of docs. I watched the Val Kilmer doc. Are you familiar with that? No, dude. That sounds awesome. <laughs> listen it's not like you'd prefer like you wouldn't trade I've got time to watch the Val Kilmer doc because I've got about much time left as the Romanovs dude 
when you put it like that, yeah, I probably wouldn't trade. <laughs> no, you know his whole deal. He uh, he got throat cancer. He can't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can a little a, bit. Kind of make him a robot in Top Gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even the one line of dialogue that was generated, he can't. Yeah, talk like that. That sucks. Um, and, I met him uh, once. That's amazing. It, it had yeah. to be for the Citizen Twain thing, right? That's what he was doing. He was promoting Citizen Twain, his Mark Twain play. It was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened in my job. It's uh, amazing. I wasn't there, but I, I fucking, it's vivid in my memory. I was listening live. The hard line was on remote. Yeah. Uh, and I was running the board. And he didn't even, if he did have a handler with him, the handler did not bring him into the control room. He just walked in. That fucking rules. And it was just me and Danny Bayless and Val Kilmer like kind of walked up behind me. And Danny goes, hey, you guys want to go to break Val Kilmer's here? That's so great. And then he was like, where do I go? And we just put him in the studio. It's not that interesting of a story now that I recount it, but no, I, it's I do good, recall dude. turning around and having Val Kilmer like three feet away from me unannounced. I mean, I, I just, I'd be so excited. I love Val Kilmer. Like, and it comes off in the documentary, you know, he just seems fucking great. He was a really um, cool dude. Really weird, but really cool. And, uh, you know, he's got an interesting family. Like, that's kind of a, I don't know, you know, like, it's it's an authorized biography, you know, like it's him making this movie. Um, he's been He's been a big home movie enthusiast his entire life. And so he's got... You know, he, he literally has a warehouse of all of the stuff that he's done over the years. Digitized? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they pulled together the best of to put into this hour and a half. And, nice. you know, so he kind of like, you know, he talks about his early childhood. Uh, and there's a lot of tough stuff. Um, a lot of fucking wild things. Like, just, I don't know, dude. His... Uh, his dad seems like he did some things that if my dad had done one of them, uh, I would really have a hard time with it. <laughs> and then uh, kind of goes through, you know, the the big highlights. Like he'll just talk about like, you know, here's what it was like making Batman. Here's what it was like making the, whatchamacallit, Tombstone. Um, and I don't know, it's great. And then the fucking Citizen Twain thing is a heartbreaker because he had this whole thing. Like he was kind of like, I'm not really doing the stuff I want to do anymore on the level that I want to do it. My big idea for how I'm going to get back there is I'm going to, like, I've become captured by the idea of Mark Twain. And so I'm going to write, uh, you know, this thing. He had a one-man play of Mark Twain. Uh, and he is always, like, it's, Mentioned several times throughout the documentary, he loves New Mexico. His uh, his dad was from New Mexico, or his dad was born in Texas, but lived in New Mexico for a time, something like that. And so Val had like a fucking river, basically, in New Mexico, like this giant piece of property that they've got all kinds of video of that's really fucking cool looking. And uh, he's like, I don't know, dude, it's either the fucking give up on my career or sell this piece of property so I can finance this play and he sells it to finance the play and he's like I'm just going to do the play enough <laughs> whoa my god excuse me is that fun oh <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what it's been like. I'll leave that. Okay, in. I, okay, maybe I'm not that sick then. Yeah. Um. Oh but God. so, uh, so he uh, has to tour the play enough so that he can make a movie, right? Like he's like, I'll just take the profits from the play and I'll make a movie of the thing, and then I'll like finally be doing the work again. I want to do again. And while he's performing the play, he loses his voice. And they're just like, you know, you got throat cancer. It's probably not coming back. Mm. They had to fucking operate. And like it, it sounds like it's lightly possible that it'll get somewhat better one day, but no guarantees. And who the fuck knows? And this was 2016. And, you know, it's 2022 now. And he's not fucking talking in Top Gun. So. You know, I don't know. Just sucks to sell your fucking ranch to do this thing that then fucking but whatever, dude. You know, he's still it's just great. See, you know, like all the modern day footage is and like that's, you know, half of it. He's just fucking being Val and looking awesome and doing great stuff. So it's not like he's sitting around being like this was a giant screw job. He's just like, I've got two kids. I love them very much. I love being Val Kilmer. I just can't tell um, him. Yeah, no, he, he can. He just holds his finger in the thing and goes. He basically sounds like me. It's roughly like my, uh, like James, the lead janitor at my high school. Yeah, I guess so. That was a bit of a reference to throw at me. I, I don't know <laughs> a lot about the janitorial staff at your high school, but yeah, I guess if, if one of them had a voice box, then you've got the size of it. Do you think we handled that well? No, I would expect not. I can't no. imagine that I'd kick ass with it. Really, that no. kind of seems like the worst job to have if you have the box. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, outside of like president. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, president, I guess, yeah. I, see, I was thinking like if you're on like the president's staff or something, you're yeah. only surrounded by like dignified people who would never make fun of a voice box. Right. Whereas I was trying to sell uh, CDRs and concert tickets, which... yeah. He had made it his uh, life mission, his life's mission to prevent me from doing. Mm. Um, but he could only instruct me that it was his life's mission to prevent me from doing that, uh, sounding like a cyborg. Yeah. It's hard to take it seriously then. <laughs> and it didn't appear that there was uh, like a volume control, you know? Yeah, he's like the Will Ferrell character on Weekend Update. Jacob... Uh, he was trying to mutter that Still, under his breath. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> that was one of the. Uh, that was a, a bit that I, I definitely did quite often on the sidelines. Oh yeah, I feel like I've referenced it once a week since I saw it. Yeah. Megan is quite tired of me telling her that I can't modulate the volume or tone of my voice. <laughs> um, did you uh, did you see the Balenciaga thing? I don't know if that's how you pronounce Jacob it. Jacob Silge. That's the name of the janitor. No, that's the name of uh, Will Ferrell's character, Jacob Silch. Okay. Okay. No, I that's saw some uh, Balenciaga tweets. What, what's going on? Uh, I don't really know what to make of it. It's uh, it's difficult to, for me to wrap my head around. So they've got uh, you know some ads for the new collection. And Which who? Like who the fuck? What do you mean? I mean, you I just don't know. know like collection. Well, I just don't know who's actually buying that stuff. Rich people, I presume. But do or they really? Very poor people. Yeah, I guess it, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. 
I just every time I see like that sort of high fashion, I'm like, I just don't feel like anybody's actually moving these units. You don't think that Travis Scott fans want to purchase some of that? If they, I, I guess I don't know any. And that Travis Scott might also want to purchase some of that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly not my world. I don't know anyone that's showing up in Balenciaga, but I, I would like to. That'd be tight, dude. Could you imagine if all I fucking wore was like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and that kind of shit? I think that would be great. Yes. Like I didn't change anything. Like I shaved right. the same amount. You sound amount. like this. I sound like this. This is how my hair looks. And like maybe just kept on wearing like Nike sweatpants, but with like a Gucci shirt. <laughs> yes, I think that would be great. God, I I really think it would be so amazing. Uh, but anyways, I'm not getting any Balenciaga. Not not until I find out what's going on here. Because they've Get got to the bottom of this. They got ads for the new stuff, and there's like kids in the ads, like you know, like a four year old girl, and she's uh holding a teddy bear, and the teddy bear is like dressed in like bondage, and like the like stuff that they're uh you know like the necklaces and stuff like kind of have like a handcuffs look to them and okay then, i'm looking at it now yeah that's uh that's that's borderline child porn it's a little bit of a red flag at that point but then there's a, a photo in part of the spread where it's just a, a handbag on a desk and the desk has a bunch of papers strewn about and uh you know i guess People were like, I'm getting weird vibes about this whole thing. I'd like to investigate, you know, what's see if I can find any more information. So they Google some of the text that's visible in one of the papers. And it's from a Supreme Court decision, like, upholding laws around, like, the allowability of child porn. Oh, my God. Yeah. That doesn't feel like an accident. <laughs> I mean, like... It doesn't feel like an intentional act either. Like, I just don't know what to do with it. You know, like, why would this company be trying? Like, are they so invested in pedophilia? They can't help but, like, put it in their advertising. Like, wouldn't you make just super normal ads and then use that money to secretly do pedophilia? Like, uh, why, why do you need to let everyone know? And, like, why is this, like, cool and edgy? To like I don't know, dude. It doesn't feel cool to me. Uh, the, the whenever I was trying to find any information, whenever I started seeing about this, it was like, well, let me find out more. I just typed it into Twitter. The first thing that popped up was Tucker Carlson talking about it. And let me tell uh -oh. you, for about the first minute, me and Tucker were really vibing pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm with him. This is bad. <laughs> I I agree. Now he quickly goes to like. Uh, you know, this is Biden's fault for not denouncing it or whatever. And I'm like, all right, come on. Like, cause he's like, uh, he's like, this just came out. Like that's, that's what he says at the top of the story. Like he's breathlessly letting you know, this is breaking news. This is just out. And then by like a uh, minute two, he's like, how come no one's talking about this? Well, probably cause what you just said, dude, it's just yeah. out. I've seen plenty of people. So I mean, like, you know, I know that you weren't like uh, fully up on the details here, but you, whenever I said Balenciaga, you weren't like, well, I haven't heard about them in the news. You were like, yeah, what is that? So I don't know, whatever. I, I don't fully endorse all Tucker's views is my point. But uh, boy, he sure got a, got, a, got a strong claim about how we should all agree that child porn is bad. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, I am a guy who just carries around Supreme Court opinions in my briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
First of all, you're a guy with a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, um, but I make sure that the more controversial ones that I don't uh, just leave on the table. Yeah, yeah, that could be a bad look. Right, you don't if <laughs> you've got mixed company. You like know? I just, I am just consumed. I'm, and I don't know. Here's the, like here's why I really start to go insane is I know that I'm never gonna know, but like I would give so much to know who's putting that there and why. Like what do they want me to know? Like what, like if someone is intentionally like arranging this thing, where they just want to have a little snippet of a child porn Supreme Court case and like get you do like to what end? Like, are they just trying to make right. me feel insane? Like, is is the experience I'm having right now the point? Or is there some other, like, are they trying to send a signal to the other fashion house? Like, I don't fucking know. I don't have any clue. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're here constantly in the modern world, whereas someone's fucking doing some weird shit. And it just, it just feels like the powerful are winking at us all the time. And they just, and the point of the wink is to be like, you feel weird right now. I know that you feel weird. I want you to, and I don't want you to know why. And the fact that you never will know why is the is the upside for me. Yeah, you'll never know. We're just gonna leave it this way. And uh, also, by the way, like ninety five percent of the time, it's gonna have to do with kids. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I don't know. <laughs> I want to protect our babies. I. Uh, I know we don't got much time, but I don't want to, but I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't even fucking throw this in the end. I was more than willing to talk about it in the whole thing, but it just hasn't really, I, I want to talk about it with gravity and I feel like I would probably, uh, you know, not like, I just, I'm too hardwired to like joke about things and I'd probably end up making a joke at some point because like, I don't know, I just, but whatever. Um, dude, there was a fucking letter posted to the Facebook group of the kids school where it's like now. It's it's real, dude. It's in our backyard. One of the parents was like, our son came home and told us that one of the teachers fucking touched his penis. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. You and, shouldn't be talking about this right now. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say any names. I definitely shouldn't say any names. I agree with you on that. And like, but they did. And I can tell you that's not a good idea. Like, I don't, you know. They call the cops? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And like, you know, they're giving updates on like the, you know, basically just trying to build the case in the letter of like that you should definitely take this seriously. And I, I don't know. I just, it reminds me, I was thinking about it in parallel with the Jerry thing, which I realize there's not obvious uh, connections between the two. But the thing with both of them for me is like, I feel myself very strongly pulled and like, I'm just aware of how much my reactions are attracted to discounting the seriousness of like uh the danger in both of them because like i i don't want to live in a world full of pedophiles and racists like i i really don't want that and i'm aware that like a lot of the world i live in is like kind of constructed in my head so i can sort of like you know fulfill that prophecy of not living in a world full of pedophiles and rapists by like looking at these things and being like well, that's not that racist or like, you know, does that get like, they're like, they're, they well, at one point are like, you know, children under five never lie about this stuff. And I'm like, all right, that like, I'd like to know more details and everything, but like my kid lies about things every day. Like, it's not even a lie. 
they just don't have a relationship to like, you know, whatever. Like she'll come home every day and be like, so-and-so threw me on the ground. And we'll like go into the school the next day and they'll be like, uh, yeah, he bumped into someone else. Like not Izzy, like, but, and she like saw it. And so it co she comes home and it ends up as so-and-so threw me on the ground. And so like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't like whatever certainty they're trying to express. I don't feel. And like, I, I think that there's legitimate reasons for that, but I think that it's also like, I don't want to live in the certainty of like, this definitely happened. Like, that's fucking awful and terrifying, you know? Like, it, that sucks. And like, I don't I just don't, I don't want this thing to have happened to this kid, you know? Yeah. But like, I it, think it, if I stick too hard to that, then it's like making it worse for the kid. I mean, not me. I'm never going to meet the kid. I don't fucking know. You know, like, it's not in Izzy's grade. There's a lot of kids at the school. Like, you know, but whatever. If if I were, I, I need to be aware that if I were around him, that I shouldn't go so hard into that, that like he and like, that's how people end up not feeling heard. And that's like one of the worst things could happen in one of these situations. So like, it's not like I can just fucking fully live in, you know, willfully denying these kinds of things. If I'm going to react to this at all, which I feel very frankly uncomfortable doing, um, the first thing I would say is that I think it's kind of odd that the parents went the social media route. Um, I can see both sides of it. Like you want to make sure that the other parents are aware. But the second reaction I have, and this is something we've talked about before, um, and it is in no way that I'm like some sort of badass uh, because while I am undefeated in professional boxing, mm -hmm. you all know that. Um, I certainly have questions about how I would react to something like this and whether or not it would put me in jail. And I know like every male says that, but I also think that you know that whatever percentile of crazy uh, that that is average, I'm like on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. you would vouch for that fact. <laughs> yeah, you got, there's a violence in you. In I think you've seen... Probably one yeah. of the first times we ever hung out when some dude decided he wanted to start like making fun of you. And I wanted to kill him. Remember that? No, I don't really know what you're referring to. My we were over on like poor. Henderson and we ended up back at some girl's like apartment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, what's this guy's deal? I don't think he was that much making fun of me, but... Well, it felt like he was to me. More of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, we were both kind of out of place. Like it was, uh, yeah, we were both kind of out of place. But that was within like long a few time months of group us. of friends. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know that I would uh, that I would handle this through the proper channels. Yeah, um, and and really, that's and that's uh, short sighted because you could end up. I mean, costing your family a lot more. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's just, you know, the consequences here with the justice system, like, they are fucking, they're very bad. So, like, I kind of think, like, I realize that, like, uh, I'm applying irrationality to this and, like, the point of what you're saying is, like, it's difficult to be rational in these situations. But, like, I think the time for vigilantism is if you don't trust the system. Like, if you think that the system is, uh, you know, going to be like too lenient and right. I see no evidence that our system is especially lenient to this kind of thing. Like, uh, 
That's true. You know, I mean, the school definitely seems to be interested in, you know, like uh, getting to the bottom of it. Like, like they're writing the letter because so we we got a letter from the school like a week ago uh, that was much, much, much more vague. Uh, like it was just kind of like you know we we had an incident. No, no, not even that. Like it was like one of the teachers isn't going to be around anymore. It's a, you know, we can't disclose a bunch of details about it. That's all. And like, I kind of looked at it and like probably out of the same instinct of like, I would like to live in a a nice world was like, well, you know, it's just like maybe their mom got sick and they don't want to fucking tell everyone about, you know, their, their business. So they're just like, Hey, we're not going to be around anymore. Like I, I really like, I guess there was the smallest voice in my head that'd be like, it could be pedophilia. Uh, but I'm like, I wasn't indulging it. You know, I wasn't like, well, it's definitely pedophilia. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. And to be honest, five seconds later, I wasn't thinking about it. Like, I was just like, I, you know, like I, it's Hmm. just one of those things where I'm like, you know, if, if I need to know the details, they'll tell me. And there's no details in here. I don't have any fucking clue what this letter is supposed to tell me. Uh, so I'll just, you know, if I need to know more, I will. And, uh, until then I, I don't care what's going on. And then, yeah, then Megan texted me the parents' letter. And I, I think that the parents' letter was, I think they went to social media because, and I mean, you know, it wasn't like the second the school put out the thing, they they posted theirs. So I don't know the exact, what, but I, I think it's basically that they, they wish that the school were being more proactive in like naming him. And so that's why I presume that they did. But like, that's the kind of thing where like, if it turns out that there was a misunderstanding Mm-hmm. and you named him, then he's going to sue you and it's going to be very, very bad. Like, yeah. you know, the the consequences that he's, that's what I'm saying. The consequences of being like a named, like an accused pedophile are, you know, like financially they are severe. Like he's not going to have a real easy time working in a school again, you know? Uh, and so, you know, if the court's looking at that and being like, you prevented him from ever doing his job again, then like the court's probably going to ask you to pay him a lot of money. So I, you know, I'd be careful about that. That's why there's, you know, I thought, I thought about that before coming on here, certainly. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I also understand their perspective, you know, of like they, but I mean, he's like, you know, as the first letter said, he's not at the school anymore, you know, but I guess, you know, if, if one of the other parents hears their kids talking about so-and-so, you know, I mean, like, we asked Izzy, like, do you know this guy? And she was like, no. So we're like, all right. Um, you know, like, I don't, I don't I don't have the sense that she was in, like, an especially large amount of danger given, you know, the details and everything else. But uh, I don't know, man. It, it Jesus is fucking, Christ. It's terrifying. You know, I mean, like, this is, like, this is the kind of stuff, like, we talk, we're talking about this shit all the time. And, like... I've never come anywhere close, like this close to like fucking, it, it's it's there, dude. Like, cause you know, here's why I'm so desperate to fucking be thinking that this is a misunderstanding because if it's not a misunderstanding, then there's a situation where this guy's sitting down like, hey, I've got a plan and fucking step one is I'm gonna get a good job at a school. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Cause like the allegation is not one. You know, it's like the kids said that, like, you know, some other kids, like, the, you know, so it's like fucking, I don't know, dude. It's, 
It's just bad. Why are you doing this? It's fucking Thanksgiving, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a fine question. I'm not sure I have a good answer for you. Uh, but uh, I, I the, the podcast is to discuss our life and what's been on our mind. And as you might imagine, I haven't been thinking about too much else. Yeah, I feel you. I don't really have a great way out of this. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from Stud Parm and Stud Stud Parm and Sex Puppy. (laughs) Sex Puppy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be saying that in his voice. Oh, yeah. For the foreseeable future. (laughs) Sex Puppy. That's why we need the fucking recording, dude. Hey, Sex Puppy. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll see you. This is the biggest erection of our lives. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.